This week, the exciting conclusion of Sandeep visiting North Korea. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. So you said they brought you to a lot of different like landmarks, and I'm assuming yeah. there's at least a few like you said military things and yeah. a museum in there. Were there any things that you saw that they were like, "Hey, check out this awesome thing we got," and you guys were like, "This is fucking stupid." Yes. Like, there, okay. So they brought us to the library. Okay. And okay. Uh, this this it, apparently they'd recently put all their um, books on a on a searchable database uh, on the computer. And so this guy was explaining to us with, with a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> how, like, all these books are searchable on their computer database. Uh, and he was just like, we have all these books. on, And you can search so many ways. Like, let's say you want to search for the title of the book. You put in the title <laughs> of the book and it comes in. But let's say you just want to search books on the subject of rabbits. You can put in rabbit and look, all the books about rabbits. Dear leader invented this whole search system. He calls it a database. That's right. <laughs> Never been done anywhere else in the world before this. <laughs> and I would, they were all like, she was super excited about it. We're like, yeah, okay. And then and you sit down and it's like Windows 95. <laughs> you, that's, right. that's fucking how that goes. So yeah, anything else that was lame? Yeah, or? so every library in North Korea has a resident philosopher. Resident That's philosopher. fucking awesome. I know. I think they should have that idea here. We should all our libraries should have philosophy. We need these philosophy majors jobs. Are they dressed like the Maesters in Game of Thrones? <laughs> that would I want I want Samuel Tarley sitting there in the, in a North <laughs> Korean library somewhere. Yeah, are they dressed funny? Do they have like ro- wizard hats on or anything? No, they're like, dressed pretty regularly and uh like so, they took us to this, and you're allowed to ask him whatever you want. How many languages do they speak? They speak English. They spoke only North Korean, so a Korean. Oh, so you had to do it through a translator. We did it through a translator. Okay. So we met this avuncular character. He seemed like a really nice guy. He was like, yeah, yeah you know, we, he answered some questions. So like one of the, then it, they opened it up to us. We can ask whatever questions we wanted. And so like someone asked him like, who's his favorite philosopher? And he's like Kim Il Sung. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, well, there's three great philosophers. There's Kim Il Sung, <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong Un. So meanwhile, okay, so my friends were very concerned about me because I, I there's this there's this theme throughout the trip that my friends were afraid sure. to go with me because uh, you seem like you'd say something smart ass at any time, right? And and get sentenced <laughs> to three generations of concentration camps. Yeah, I, I would absolutely be afraid that you, especially would do with this. the strong booze too. You got loose lips yes. after well, a while. Yeah, you that's know? why I'm surprised you're talking about how they got all this booze. I'm like, dude, if you're not supposed to do anything weird or you know, if there's a lot of ways you can get in trouble, the last thing you want to do is give me booze. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, Kim Il Sung actually invented liquor. Well, that was nice. That's a fun fact. Yeah, about their that. culture wasn't anti booze at all. There was no like anti booze type thing. And you have to respect the state, but then you can drink. It's like Russia, you know, like in the heart of communism, yeah. you couldn't, there was no freedom of speech, but vodka was encouraged. So, anyway, you're, you're, you're talking to this philosopher, you said, and your friends were afraid. Yeah, it's so weird because so I, well, I the whole theme of the whole trip was that my friends were afraid. And I was making a lot of, I was making <laughs> a lot of like comments under my breath to them. And they were like, they're all uncomfortable. So, like, when he said Kim Kim Il Sung was his favorite philosopher, it was one of the few times where I'd make like I, I just said, you know what? I gotta say, I saw that coming. Heckle in the North Korean philosopher. Again, it wasn't that like what was really bad about it's like that. There's I think that was that's part of the line where you can't really get upset with me <laughs> yeah. for saying that. Um, and so one of my friend, well, one of the, my friends, Peter, who was like, who came with us, he like asked the philosopher, "Does free will exist?" And I think he wanted to like, you know, 
yeah, he wanted to fucking little, yeah. poke the beehive a little bit right. there. And yeah. The guy gave some like <laughs> bullshit. He gave some like boring answers, but uh, but yeah, we got to ask we got to ask his questions. Um we saw a lot of, like they took us to like this performances where these kids were like dancing and singing. Um, this is not the Aryan game, just like like children, school children. We got to see an English class, and so um we were in school, and so we saw a class where they were teaching the kids English. And I actually then they, they asked me to come up to like just talk to them. And so they asked me questions like, What's New York like? Oh, what they ask you? What, what the little, how little, little they're, what they're like nine years old and they're just like, What, uh, what's America like? And I, I told them just as bland things as I could. Is it true that you eat babies? No, they didn't ask anything like that. And they're, they're really nice. Then they, then one kid asked me if I was married. And so <laughs> I'm like, Dude, have you been talking to my mom? And then they, they all started laughing. <laughs> oh, dude, he killed it. He killed it. Oh, I crushed. You so, crushed. I cried. There is a video of this. It's hard to in, kill in a room YouTube full of North Korean school children, man. Foolishly, after I came back, I asked my, I, because it. Uh, this is on YouTube. You talking to? I foolishly asked my friend to take it down. That video clip of YouTube. Oh. Because it was. I forgot why. I think because I, I was. I'm. I'm a psychiatrist, so like, I. I didn't want that st- coming up when people search for me, but I should have just had him change. Does this the video name. still exist somewhere on somebody's like hard drive somewhere? It's got. I'm gonna ask my friend. Oh, dude, up. yeah, we got to get our hands uh, on that. And then he asked me, the uh, so then the kid asked me if, I, if I'm married. Then I asked him if he had a sister. And the, so <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> yeah. nice, uh, man. Crowd. And I crushed. They, the, they were laughing. Uh, so crowd work that. in a fourth grade wow. classroom. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, Anything else stick out? Uh, they showed so they showed me this Target where Kim Il Sung like had three bullseyes. They told they had this one place where like, oh I saw that one on Colbert, uh, not Colbert. Um, yeah, you saw um, that one. I saw that too, and they did show us yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I forgot what you saw it on too. I just saw that recently. What was the craziest thing that they told you that one of any of the Kimmies did, man? The, the Kimmies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that was pretty ridiculous. The they told Kimmies. us about a hole in one that he did. Well, the um, hole in one, just like clearly like fake shit. It was this. I think I swear it was that same woman who you saw. It was the same yeah. woman who we saw too. Yeah. Once you get a gig like that and. Uh, Communist North Korea, you hang on to that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no, oh, I'm going to quit being the tour guide because I want to go write music or something. No, no, no. Hopefully the band makes it here in North Korea. No, you get the <laughs> tour guide job. You hang on to that shit. You, you take out anybody who's gunning for that position. Oh, so I have to tell you about this tour guide. One of the tour guides, her name was Che. Okay. She was this 21-year-old chick. She was fucking gorgeous. I totally yeah. was like, I was totally like trying to hit on Che the whole what trip. What was she? What was her background? <laughs> you know she was she uh, she was half malaysian and uh yeah. half swedish you know, yeah she was, nice nice strong genetics from both ends there that's good yeah, yeah. no i'm kidding she was north korean <laughs> it's completely north korean way to fucking tease me like that and way to also hit the bullseye as to what i would totally be into as far as a half and a half <laughs> dude there isn't like di- there is no like diversity <laughs> yeah not, not a lot of people to... moved well, to north well, korea to start a family people, dude. i figured some of the people that were part of like the young pioneers maybe weren't all fucking korean but i guess they are but they didn't live there they were just they're just a tour guides they lived in beijing oh, okay those guys were white yeah those guys were like British yeah, that's what I mean. Zealand. Was one of the tour guides like a, you know? Oh, oh, okay. No, that's no. What I mean. I'm talking that's about what our, I thought you meant. I'm talking about our North Korean minder slash tour guide. So we had our tour guides who were the North, but like the people who took us, told us where to go and what to do, they were, they were the North Koreans. And like the North Koreans, the miners, they often talked with our tour guides to like just work shit out. But like, was there ever a moment where, because uh, we were talking about guys do dumb shit to get laid, where you're like, yeah, she's pretty hot. 
I can, I can handle a totalitarian state for this chick. I was like that with Che. She was hot. So, <laughs> uh, so we took a three-hour trip uh, ride to the demilitarized zone from Pyongyang. And so I was I sat next to Che that whole bus trip. So I was really trying to talk to her. So I she was like, to get it in. Yeah. So she like her goal was to be a, uh, an actress. We were talking about New York. And so she asked me like what New York is like and what Americans think of North Korea. And now this was a little so this was a little on the border. Like I can't say like, you know, we were told don't talk about politics. Don't say anything. What we really think dude. If about I'm that. trying to get laid, I totally, I would, I would have gone way the other way. I'd have been like, oh, dude, we, we love him. Uh, just like here, there's pictures of Kim Il Sung everywhere. Ah, uh, yeah, we love that guy. Don't listen to our, our media. It's and you won't even know you're not in Korea. If you, if you come home with me. Propagandists. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so what, what, what was you? What, what was your answer well, to this question? Okay, so I read, I was reading their north, like their newspapers. They had like these English newspapers, little, you know, so I was in North Korea. So well, I, one I of our questions, uh, by the way, we got uh, another question from Amanda. She said that, did you feel that any of the news coverage was staged or fake? It was propaganda. Okay. Like all their news cover, it wasn't like they didn't have a free press. So like it was written very weirdly. Like it was written very like. Like poor Eng like English? Like poor, something poor like English that. And just like very like totalitarian, like the uh, our dear leader, blah, blah, said this and the. The shitty United States did this, and the you know and our dealer says are. it's going to rain today and be seventy-one degrees. Like, yeah, no, they didn't say that. They didn't. They didn't. Okay, they didn't go. As but far it was all way. like you know, their regime was awesome and not questioning anything. You know, nothing negative yeah. about the regime. What was the craziest thing you heard them say that the United States did? Like the craziest anti-U.S. propaganda. I, I don't remember specifically. I, I wish I. I uh, you I were so distracted by but Che we, we, on this we bus We saw, ride. like, <laughs> monuments to the Korean War. So, like, all the stuff they said, like, Americans did this, like, as if uh, we started it, which we didn't. Um, and they were just, like, these, like, you know, they were just... The Korean War you know, was just, about tariffs. We're leaving the statues up. They were just, like, we were just chilling and, you know... <laughs> trying to, you know, we were just chilling, totally awesome. We're totally peaceful. And then, you know, these assholes came. And they, so they really hate South Korea. They really hate Japan. And they hate America. Those like those three people, they just they haven't gotten over it. They're like the whole like all the propaganda is how those three cultures are just trying to are out to get them. And we saw, I mean, a lot of posters of like just Americans, you know, killing Koreans and um, Wait, just like out on like the street, like yeah. instead of like a you know buy this Chanel bag, it's a picture of like an American stabbing a Korean yes. girl. Or something. Yes, definitely saw that. That's fucking freaky. Wow. Mm. And so, it, so back to this bus ride, because I'm on the edge of my seat. You're talking to, to Che. Yeah. You're trying to get some. Yeah. Okay. What, how did you answer that question? I'm like, so I, they were doing a North Korean missile test, ironically enough, at that time. Uh, <laughs> and so it, and we were, like, against it. And so they were, they were talking about in the newspapers, how we're, like, against it. As you were trying to get her to fire off your missile. Yeah. hey oh. okay. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, I know our governments um, uh, disagree with each other uh, on mm -hmm. this test, though... You know, I agree that North Korea should be able to. I understand, like North Koreans' view that they should be able to test, you know, have have nuclear weapons because other countries have nuclear weapons. I I so I brought up, uh, and and then she's like, "What do they think of North Korea?" And I'm like, "You know, it doesn't come up much, but every once in a while it does." Like when I brought up Lisa Ling, so I'm like, "I remember when Lisa Ling was kidnapped." Um, those We've had like, like seven wars since you guys were kind of over it. Yeah. <laughs> And so I'm like, I, so that makes the news when people are, are detained. But I understand that she wasn't following the rules. Because, you know, they know that there are rules and you're not supposed to cross them. So, like, 
um, and that there are consequences. And, but and then that Bill Clinton had to come to get her out. She didn't know any of that. She didn't know the Lisa Ling thing. She didn't know that Bill Clinton came. Oh, oh wow. so she really was like who? Who are you talking about? She knew who Bill Clinton was. She didn't know that he had to come to get Lisa Ling out. So I thought they would know that, but she didn't know that. I guess that didn't make their. Were there any? Minutes. That's actually. I just thought of this question. Um, were there any specific? Uh, propaganda posters or articles about any American politicians that like, were, was there like a picture of like George W. holding the baby's head or like, you know, uh, Obama trying to bomb something like, like, were there any specific leaders that they hated more than others? No, I think it's just, the, it's across the board. Just oh, it's Ameri- I mean, blue. America is, is hated Japan uh, and South Korea. Those three, I heard there's a rank order and I forgot the rank order. I think it's like, they hate South Koreans the most, and then Japan, and then America. Or oh, maybe we're not J- even America number one. Yeah, I think we're two, <laughs> or, two or three. Because I think that they're both, they feel most betrayed by the South Koreans. It's that they're the most. South Korea is the biggest threat to North Korea because they're right there. Um, mm-hmm. They're very prosperous, which I don't think the Koreans want. I don't know what the North Koreans know about the prosperity of South Korea. Obviously, the leaders know, and if they if that shit gets out that they're like brethren, that they that the government is talk shit on the whole time, and they're they always describe North Korea as a paradise, and everywhere else is shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So they, they they try to sell it like this is heaven on earth right here. Yes, they crazy. definitely do. And so one of the things, the problems that they're having is people are smuggling South Korean soap operas on CDs, not DVDs, on CDs because it has CDRs. You get the that's death penalty amazing. for having South Korean soap in there, don't you? Yeah, you will. You will. But yeah. apparently, it's pretty popular. So a lot of people are watching these South Korean soap operas. And they're like, "What the fuck? How are these people living?" And so it's that's like the kind of thing the information is starting to get through. I don't know how many people know it, but there's a big market. That's, that's according to the books that we because read. Because it's funny because in this country, you know, you smuggle in you know cocaine or meth or marijuana. There, you're smuggling in thought. Yes. You know, you're smuggling in uh, information. That's that's really interesting. That that's. Very unsettling, really, when you think it's I'm going to hide like my DVDs and my cocaine so they think it's just a big yeah. bag of coke. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, when you don't have information, you it, it's, it's so devastating to your society. And it's when you have to... What, what these dictatorships have to do is control information, and that's the only thing keeping them in power. But yeah, it's, and it's controlled the same way as something illegal like a drug, which means that, that means there's some dad somewhere in Korea who looked through his son's drawer, and rather than finding a joint... He found a uh, general hospital uh, yeah. DVD. Yeah. <laughs> so Son. I better not see you watching these these soap operas. Who uh, taught you to see, look at this? Where did you get this? <laughs> you, Dad, all right? I learned it by watching you. <laughs> I learned it by watching you watch General <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> my son's been going into my sock drawer again and stealing my soap operas. <laughs> Parents hit him and who tell watch him soap operas. Have children who watch soap operas. That, that You're supposed so to watch funny. reruns of the missile testing, not this soap opera <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Kim Jong-un does not well, approve of your soap opera watching. He did not invent them. So yeah. a lot of this is speculation because that's it's a weird thing about North Korea is it's so it's just kind of secluded. I mean, it's the hermit country. And then when you go there, you only see what they want you to see. So you see the ultra-censored version of it. So no one can really... It's, 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 it's in the news a lot now because it seems to be kind of heating up, which it always kind of is over there. But everybody always speculates on who's actually running the place. Is it the kid or is it his generals? Or, and, and then they speculate even more on uh, you know, what would happen if, let's say, that regime just kind of topples or... SEAL Team 6 just comes in and shoots the top 
10 generals and Kim Jong-un or, you know, just something like what would happen? What would the people do? Uh, I mean, so you've actually been there and I know that you saw the censored version of North Korea, but I mean, what do you think would happen? Uh, again, I know it's all speculation, you know, but based on kind of what you've seen when you were there, what do you think would happen if this regime ended and you were able to kind of send in people, whoever, Hey, there's some soap operas in here, South Korean news, and here's here's some softcore porn. Yeah, just something streaming internet porn, just whatever. What? How do you think that country? Would I don't think we should be. I don't think we should go right to streaming internet porn. I think we should we should start them with the DVDs. Start them on Playboy or maybe and stuff. Playboy magazines. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then work your way up to the streaming. And the way iPhone. how porn works is though. I bet you they have their own domestic porn industry because well, the porn do, is yeah. like the first thing that everyone has. I feel like it would just be Kim Jong Un coming on people's faces. That 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 the, the there's only one movie. <laughs> That's it. He invented porn. That's it. All the porn stars came on that girl's face. They have face. cameras and, in North Korea. I think yeah, someone yeah. has a camera. So like, they would. The first thing they'd do is just film naked chicks. And I don't know if that would be even be like. So so cheap. Porn I don't think Kim Jong Un would not want you to see porn. You, you got to go for the amateur porn in North Korea because all the state uh, funded porn, the porn stars look just like Kim Jong Un. It's fucking horrifying, man. It's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Jake's question, because Jake wanted wanted to know something, and and. and I kind of wanted to ask this too. Is is there a sense of self awareness, like you know, that people are part of like this weird dictatorship, or do you think it's they're totally brainwashed? Like, like what would happen if shit did topple there? What do you believe? So to answer your question, I, this is why North Korea is allowed to exist. Is the problem of if this government were to dissolve, the problem that it would cause? Right. So it has twenty five million people. Most of them are impoverished. China's right next door, and they would just, everyone would just go to China. Yeah, I think that's what China's more freaked out about than anything. China's very freaked out about yeah, that, which they is why they, see, they don't want to have half that country turn into refugees that they got to deal with. Now. Right, so this is why China supports the government of North Korea to the extent that they do. They provide a lot of aid to them. They provide a lot of trade with them. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's ever been, I mean, in, in modern history or any history, any kind of just mass... Uh, refugee immigration like that in one spot because if you look at like uh, the Syrian refugees all around the world and like all the 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 political chaos that that's caused Syria has 17 million people and and percentage wise there'd be so much more going into China right than than people that are leaving Syria this is right this well, is you, exactly you, and the thing is too is and you you just kind of said this is that the Syrian refugees are kind of scattered throughout Europe and throughout, right I'm assuming Africa this would all be right up through China concentrated that would be in one crazy. spot yeah maybe yeah, to that, South Korea too yeah you know, no sure one we've never dealt with an exodus like that ever yeah right and, and so you can imagine like people freak out here at Mexican immigration imagine if the whole country of Mexican fell and that we were we were faced with the prospect of almost all the country of Mexico coming here. So you can you can imagine how well, much. Well, if we have a wall put up, no sweat. Right. So China just has to build a wall because that's that'll solve all the problems, right? Right. But I mean, we can understand the perspective here. Work for immigration... the Mongolians, man. Get the Mongolians out. They can keep the North Koreans. <laughs> Wait, out. doesn't China already have a wall somewhere? What the? It, fuck? They need to build a greater wall of China. Right. <laughs> the 2.0. Yeah. What are you saying, Sandy? Right. But we understand the, the what China's. Uh, we can understand from our culture and what's going on in this country. Just the. Just the few, our net immigration of Mexicans is zero. And look at all the fucking um, xenophobia or, you know, yeah. prop political nightmare that it causes with, with net immigration of Mexico zero. So imagine if the prospect of tw 20 million Mexicans coming 
you can imagine that we would do everything we could. Our I'm political tired of these damn North not... Koreans taking all the good choreographing jobs. <laughs> what about what about the? I say keep choreographing for the Chinese. You know what I'm saying? Old school. Don't let these North Koreans come up here and do all your choreographing. Fuck that. So as far uh, away from political policy, back to the, the your your trip. Um, one of the questions we got asked by one of your friends, uh, Ian Matthew, and it sounds like the answer you kind of already answered it, but we'll go we'll go back to this question because he wanted to know if it was kind of like the interview. Like, was it just like the movie The Interview? And it sounds like it was in that they showed you what um, they wanted you to see. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you didn't, uh, you know, shoot Kim Jong-un down uh, to a Katy Perry acoustic version like they do in the movie. Spoilers. Um, Unfortunately. But, yeah, so it does seem like you were you were only shown Yeah, but you see things. the cracks. Like, every time they talk uh, talk about it, they have to, like, praise their government. And they have to like they have to just say some ridiculous story, and they have to say like one version of events, and you really miss like you really understand. I got the ironic vacation because you you see how when someone's forced to talk like that, which is not a normal way that people communicate. No, yeah, it's really obvious even from watching like the Vice doc when they go in and film it, even from watching somebody else film that. I you know you can you can look at that and you're like that's not normal at all. And I mean the more they try to make it look normal, the more fucked up it is. I can only imagine in person. Yeah. Well, yeah, it looks they try weird. to sell it like, oh, this happens here all the oh, time. Yeah. Even yeah. the stuff that they put out, even like the state-run propaganda stuff, where they like, like when Kim Jong Il died and they showed those people wailing, it was the most unnatural-looking crying I've ever fucking <laughs> seen. And that was the stuff they were like, I've never seen someone being forced to fake cry at gunpoint before, but I knew that's damn well what I was looking at—just people <laughs> walking around the city, just shrieking and wailing at the sky, like ah. Just, but they still got to go to work, so they're just standing at the bus stop, like ah, <laughs> standing in formations, going ah, <laughs> just <laughs> supermarkets checking people out, just ah, <laughs> that'll be three twenty-five. <laughs> got changed for a twenty. <laughs> yeah, but I got I told it up to the thing. <laughs> it's the craziest shit, dude. So, uh, uh, next question. Now, we were talking about things that you thought were lame a minute ago. Was there anything that you were genuinely impressed by? It might be architecture or a museum or, or anything like that. Anything that you thought like, oh, that's fucking cool they have that in North Korea. Too bad no one's going to see it except me and my 11 friends. I thought the buildings that they, they took us to were, were lovely buildings, like all marble, okay. really open, clean. The city was clean. Um, the Aryan games were incredible. All the people, like, I'm, we're walking around Pyongyang. We didn't interact with the North Koreans, but we saw them all over the place. They were all, like, they were all very fashionable. They all, they had cell phones. They had, you know, they seemed to have normal oh, yeah, lives dude. Going So they on. basically had you in, like, the West Village Tribeca of yes. North Korea. <laughs> exactly. You, got to see exactly. It, you know? Yeah. If you, if you only, if you came to America and you'd never been to America, but I, I only showed you um, West Village didn't even go into East Village, you know? Like, you'd be like, oh, my fucking God. You, they live like kings there. It, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that is it, yeah. Well, yeah, even if you, saw, if you saw the West Village, you'd be like, man, these people live in shacks. These people live in, yeah. like, five-by-five five apartments. <laughs> yeah, I saw point, the Beverly yeah. Hills of North yeah. Korea. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Beverly Hills. Well, so one question was, I think you were alluding to, like, how much do they do you think they know and don't know? Yeah. And I never, I couldn't, because... I didn't want to ask those questions where I'm told specifically not to. You don't want to like ask any kind of offensive yeah, like questions. yo, I can get you out of here. That kind of shit. Right. Yeah, that's the kind so of shit that gets you wondered, in jail. Like, what do these people know versus what their thing is? And so back to the bus ride with 
Dude, I could Chang. not have done it while I was drunk, though. I, I would have spouted off just some, yeah, hey, tour guide, what's uh, Kim Jong-un's cup size? What's his bra size? What's up? <laughs> Something. Um, che did ask me, she's like, is it true that they have rats on the New York City subways? And I was like, of course. Yeah, totally. That's totally true, actually. Because <laughs> they have these, we went on their subway system, which their subway system is like 100 meters underground. Um, and they think they what I was reading is it was built to withstand like if there was a thermonuclear war, the, the subways are all like um, wow. bomb shelters. But you go to these subways and it's beautiful. Like they're they're like uh, the stations are all super clean. <laughs> there's artwork on the wall. There's music playing. Uh, and you think the rats are bad. Wait till you see the homeless guys that piss yeah. off and jack off on the trains or piss. And so you know, even their subway entertainment's kind of better than ours. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it services a lot less people, but like the trains ran and we were there were people. And I also read like they think like these people don't use the subways that they're all there for our benefit. That was like one speculation when I was reading about Korea. Interesting. I'm like, there's no way because I, I think I could see again, like when dignitaries come and then be like, ah, they're just putting a show. But we were 11 regular people and we saw all that shit, too. I think I think it's a le- it was a legit subway system. Okay. I um, did see one of the vices when they were in the subway. There was a lot of goddamn people. Like, yeah, it, it was pretty packed. There's too. no way they paid, you know, thirty thousand people to just ride that day to make it look like yeah, yeah for so us eleven idiots. And right. that's an expensive um, public works and architecture project too to build something that ridiculous just to fool eleven drunk idiot tourists. Like, well, that's, but that's the thing is that's it's it's basically one of the things that's so fascinating about North Korea is it's essentially, yeah, I, I mean, an old. Dark Ages monarchy style government in place now. And so just like back then, you would have Paris and London and stuff like that in the Dark Ages, and they'd be beautiful. Why? Because they had the countryside filled with peasants that would just work the farms day mm-hmm. in and day out with no money, and they would they would just get taxed by the local vassals, like whatever, the dukes and whoever but most of that would kind of go to the top. So yeah, you would have this massive city that was beautiful and extravagant because you built it on, you know, on the backs, just of, the, the on the backs of the peasants. Yeah. They were working in either the outskirts of the city that you didn't show the foreign dignitaries from other countries or just, you know, like the countryside, especially there. So it's like, that's why Pyongyang is lit up at night. Nothing else is. It's like, yeah, they that whole country is just basically one giant um, pyramid scheme, so to speak, where it, it, it just extends out to the whole country and all the resources and everything just gets funneled into Pyongyang. So right. it's and if you, fucking sweet, dude. If you're growing up with a system where if you complain about your conditions, you just get sent to a camp. Right. You'll work for free. Or you'll work for next to nothing just to, for this, if you have the privilege of living in Pyongyang. And so, like, all these, like, public works stuff can get done a lot cheaper. And but at some point, the quality suffers, and but you can you can make things look better and run it on the cheap right uh, when you have that kind of if you complain you're, you yeah. know, you're gonna go to jail you don't have to you don't have to the the people making the bars of soap don't have to worry about advertising people right they don't have to, don't have to worry about people using irish spring instead of old spice because they're using what the fuck we make and tell them and whatever, whatever we stock the stores with yeah and, and no so, one's yeah, going yeah. on strike to demand right. higher wages yeah or, Oh, I have to. I have to say this. Okay, we showed these people Gangnam Style. I have to. We <laughs> people brought Gangnam Style yeah, the video no in on their shit. laptops, and we showed our guides, our North Korean guides, the video. And it was this was about the time where it was just starting to get popular in America. Like nice. I think it got it got more like ubiquitous after our trip, but it was like getting there. It was like we, and we showed them the video. They thought it was hilarious. They were they were. What, what country is he from? He's South Korean. He's, He's South, South Korean. Korean. Oh, it's a, that's oh, a K-pop like. Uh, 
that whole song is like a K-pop uh, parody type okay. thing. The way that I was explained to me, because I actually um, I know a guy who's Asian, as many of us do. He said, "Good that, job, Phil. Way to well." He said that that video circle. was apparently making fun of like. Like they're like like still South Korean versions of like bro dudes. Like you know how we make fun of like the meatpacking district here in New York City for being full of like douchebag tourists who just go to like party and get laid and roofy women. Apparently Gangnam is like their version of that. Yes. And so that yeah, it, it's making fun of like idiot bros in Seoul, South Korea. That's their the, wolf on Wall yeah. Street was so much more lighthearted than ours. <laughs> Were you ever actually? Oh, here's a question I forgot. Did you ever feel like? you were uh in danger at any point no i never felt like i was in danger it's like the safest okay. place we we're like this it's safest because no one would come and fuck with us because you know that they would just like be killed <laughs> so oh so you were considered like a like a um like a vip i guess i don't i we were just like they were they weren't gonna no one was gonna come talk to us and like make trouble we well, okay, so we went to an amusement park i should bring that up Holy shit, they have an amusement park in North Korea? Yeah, they had like a legit amusement park in North nice. Korea. Like a You can ride this roller coaster, but no smiling. Like a shittier <laughs> version of Six Flags, but you know, not that much shittier version. It was like, you know, you could ride some roller coasters, they had food, they had like that's where a lot of the um uh, where that was probably where the most of our interaction with North Korean locals came, locals came, uh, where the people were following the uh blonde chicks in our group. That's cool. They still had plenty of booze at the amusement park though, right? Yeah, they had booze. I, booze was not a like, drunken amusement parks are amazing. Oh, and did, did you get to sit next to Che on the roller coaster and uh, and console her and make her feel safe? I was trying to sit next to Che a lot. We had a lot of <laughs> we had a lot of conversation. <laughs> yes, I was trying to discern from Che like what does she know. I was trying to see if I can understand like what she knows is propaganda and what. She she's just like spouting. But she was just fucking poker face the whole time. She was. Like. See, it's hard because she's also like at the end of the day, she was also just some twenty-one year old chick. A lot of people aren't that into politics, you know. I don't. I don't know. If she's. I thought you know. She there's also that too. Like she's not that interested in what the truth is or what you know what it all means. When plus she's got like a good cush job in. Uh, I mean, a communist regime. And if it's if it's one of those like communist or monarch regimes, but you get a high up job, like you get one of the one percent jobs, mm-hmm. you ain't questioning shit, man. Right. Yeah, you're you like this your fucking is mouth fucking shut. Awesome. Yeah. Which arguably yeah. it's kind of like that is here in America. To to uh, if you think yeah, about it, yeah, yeah. I mean you know? it is, but you also like you, you don't you don't have it thrown at you. Like here, if you if you're yeah if you're born a billionaire, yeah, you're born a billionaire, but. You also have Facebook. You see, you have the media and other stuff. You don't have to go looking for it. There, you're like, well, if people have it shitty, I'm going to dig deep and risk my ass to find out. So you're like, fuck that. Like, it's not in your face at all. All that's in your face mm. is like, you're living a pretty good life. And they're like, yeah, everything here is great. And it sucks in the rest of the world where the, you know, evil South Koreans live and all that kind of thing. <laughs> it's, it's like Mad Max down there. And you're just like, yeah. well, fuck it. Guess it is, man. I got it pretty good. And they're telling me everybody in North Korea has yeah. it as good as me. And so why not, man? End of the trip now. Okay. You get on the plane back to Beijing, I assume. What, what, what emotions are going through you at that point? Are you thinking like, holy shit, that was weird? Are you thinking, oh, I learned something today? Was there a sense of relief at all of like, okay, I don't have to deal with this anymore? What, what was going through your head when you, when you left Pyongyang? I wanted an ironic vacation. I got an ironic vacation. Um, okay. I was like, wow, that, that kind of met my expectations. 
Um, and, uh, you know, the overwhelming thing is whenever I go to other countries is like is how much I love America. And um, America. you can't you just can't the things we take for granted, you can't overestimate how valuable they are. And, you know, to, to be able to say whatever the fuck you want, um, to be able to act like however you want, never, ever having to worry about like the state coming to get you for like a freedom of speech issue. Uh, that's what I always come away with. And I, I get I, I just think a lot of. Uh, Arguments in America are made without with a complete lack of perspective. Like I'll always hear shit like, "Ah, the media—they're all full of shit." Um, it's it's all the same, and like you know, not compared well, to North Korean media, right? And like, <laughs> oh, it's all a conspiracy, and the rich people control everything, yeah. and we don't get the real information. It's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. There's real. There's places where there's <laughs> that really does right. happen, and it's there's a false equivalency. Of oh, hundred percent. Like, uh, and so when I hear like fake news and the media's full of shit, it just it pisses me off because. You don't know what you're talking about, and it's so lazy to just say everything's wrong. There's there's good media and there's bad media, and you have to like take it upon yourself to not to be a lazy shithead and discern like what's good information, and that comes from having an education and using your fucking brain. Go to Infowars, Alex Jones' website every day like <laughs> I do. <laughs> so last question. This one's from Alex Fasella. How are you still alive? Uh, <laughs> I, I made my uh, comments under my breath. I, they were very under my breath. I was I I was like a I was like a smart bomb of like of snide commentary. Like I made sure only the four foot radius around me could hear my snide comments and all my jokes. You were a concentrated yeah. drone strike yeah. of fucking sarcasm. Right. I love that. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you guys had a good time listening to uh, Sandeep Sen's adventures in North Korea. Um. Definitely check out Idiots on Parade with Jake Vevra if ever you uh, get a chance. Email us up anytime at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Uh, follow us at Fake Outrage Rept. Give us all those good reviews. Sandeep Sen, Jake Vevra, any parting thoughts, gentlemen? Um, yeah, where's where's your next I ironic evil vacation? Like, are, are, you, are you going to, like, are you going to the Congo? Like, uh, like get, some, get some diamonds straight from the stores? You know, we sneak past some... Uh, <laughs> The, the guards and the child you know, soldiers and stuff and dig it out like ourselves. Before the Charlottesville thing, even I've always like had a dream of like just kind of going to like a white supremacist rally <laughs> and like just be like, no, I totally agree you with know, you. Like, like, I fucking suck. I agree. <laughs> I think you guys are awesome. And like, and just kind of hang out with them. What if you I went would like there to do that? And you pretend you were white and you were just like, what, dude? I got a tan. I just came back from Cancun. On vacation, <laughs> no, no, I no. use the extra heavy, you know, tanning lotion, and right. I, you know, it's like no, no, no. I mean, you white guys, power, but can't we be tan? Can't we get a nice tan on vacation? What the fuck? No, I'm white. It's just that I have this medical condition that makes my skin brown. Like I just like <laughs> melanin overgrowth. But no, I'm totally white. Like um, <laughs> you, you guys don't get it. No, and I agree. Like no, I like I wish I wasn't like this. Like I agree on white supremacists. So like, dude, I you don't you can't hate me as much as I hate myself. Yeah, I'm really. Or as much as my dad hated me, see, because my mom was a white lady and my dad was a white guy who really was suspicious of my mom. And uh, every time I would go to the beach and not need sunblock, he would hit her. Uh, it was, <laughs> see, I, I don't think, uh, you and know. I hate my girlfriend the most because she's a brown lover. But I do wonder, <laughs> like, do you think, like, if I, could I, could I just march with the white supremacists? Could I just go there and just be like, I'm, I'm one of you guys? No, mm. I agree. It, with I don't know how to go over and I always well, wonder. 
Let me, uh, well, I, I haven't Stay been to many. Stay tuned for this episode of the Fake Outrage Report in about seven months, uh, where I pick up Sandeep Sen from the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jake, as a person that could fit into any sure. anti uh, sure. any neo-Nazi rally. Wh- I go what, for the barbecue, you? honestly. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of go, but the fucking dishes are amazing. It's just you don't hear about any celebrity chefs who are white <laughs> supremacists because they're like, oh, I don't want to eat that. It's clan food, but it's fucking delicious if you actually try it. You just got to, you know. You know, something about a steak when it's cooked over a burning cross, it just brings out the flavor. Yeah, yeah, hickory smoke, dude. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. But I, so I think it would depend on the white supremacist rally. Like, we live in a There's time. There's got to be a rally in New where, York, right? Do you guys want to go, like, well, as a white supremacist? Because here's the thing I don't think, I don't think it would have worked out. There's no way. Like, you guys would provide me cover. Like, no, no, dude, he's cool. He's cool. And they would totally believe it yeah. coming from you. Yeah. The well, whitest fucking people. I don't know. If <laughs> you want to go, dude, I'll, we I'll go. Power ranking, everyone you know, Jake and I, how white? Top 10, top 5, top 50? I, I feel like, I just feel like Jake would fit in to any white, any any sort of clan rally. Yeah, I get that kind of Midwest twang. Well, you're from Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's I from can, Iowa. Like, yeah. you have all the street cred. In that, I right? can, yeah, I mean, I... I'm from Connecticut, which is fucking even whiter. So, uh, you know what, yeah. I, I mean, have a face yeah. that really looks like it could go either way. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it, it could it could, it could, be either be drinking fair trade coffee or setting the fucking cross on fire in front of a church, <laughs> right. you know? You don't really know which way it's going to go before I open my mouth. So, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, if I, if, I, if I put a little twang in my voice, you know what I mean? We yeah. went. Uh, we went... And, and talk to and talk to the brothers. We could bring you in. We could talk to them. Yeah, you know? and you would be like, no, no, this guy's cool. He's totally with us. I know. I know. Them. He says conditions. Stay tuned next uh, year for this special fake outrage report investigation when we go check out a clan rally. Thank you all for listening. Peace and love. Or I guess in this case, later. <laughs> later.